It was a very scary place to be because clinically I had seen the worst of depression. And what I didn't know was, is that where I'm going? And I didn't realize until I experienced it that I too stigmatize mental illness. When you're feeling your worst, the best thing you can do for yourself is to help others. You know that feeling when one thing goes wrong and then suddenly everything is going wrong? It's like a spiral of dominoes around you, but each domino is a new disaster and you start to wonder if they're ever going to stop crashing down. I'm Mary Bolling and this is CQ University's How to Change a Life. And this episode, we're hearing from one woman who calmed the growing chaos for her and for her whole community. My name is Tandi Kuana and I am a mother of two. I uh, am an associate lecturer at Curtin University and a clinical facilitator at Notre Dame University. And I also run Mental Wellness Kids. It's a consultancy and I'm, I'm passionate about diversity in mental health, especially for migrants and refugees. For more than two decades, Tandy has been a passionate mental health nurse. Originally from Zimbabwe, Tandy trained in the UK and then came to Perth with her young family in 2008. But an injury at work was the first domino to topple. I was working as a mental health nurse in an acute ward and it was during a restraint that I got injured. So when I got injured, I was off work for two years. It was a challenging time just being injured and not being able to work. But I think what was more challenging for me was the fact that I couldn't, they, the doctors could not certify me fit to go back to work. And I remember thinking mental health is all I want to do. So it was during that period that I was going through, I got diagnosed with depression. Even with all of her professional experience, it was tough for Tandy to see her own symptoms and accepting them was even harder. So on the day that I got diagnosed, I remember I had a GP appointment and I must have just woken up in my pyjamas, took the kids to school. And then on the way to dropping off my kids, I remember that I had an early appointment and I just went like that. So I got there and my GP knew me and he just looked at me and he did a, I knew he was doing a, a mental, a mental state exam on me. And at that point, I guess I had come to the realization that I can't look after myself. I'm needing someone to help me, but I just didn't know how to ask for that help. But I walked out of that GP surgery and I thought, he has no idea. He doesn't know what he's talking about. I cannot have depression. <laughs> Tandy started seeing a psychologist and started to build some trust. But at the same time, Tandy was realising some of the things driving her reaction to the situation. I started taking my, my medication and it was hard because where I come from, I grew up being told we're resilient. You know, Africans are resilient. And I had to be strong, but I, I was done being strong. I really was done being strong. I remember one day I was in the shower, I just knelt down and I was crying 
And I was saying to myself, I am done being strong and I can't do this anymore. This is just too hard. Also, being a Christian, I found it really challenging because my Christian friends would tell me to keep praying. And I prayed. <laughs> and that I remember, I think that's the, that's the most I prayed. I was all prayed out, if, if it means anything. And they just kept telling me to pray. And, and I knew that what I was experiencing, prayer wasn't fixing. So it was a challenging time. And having just to admit to myself, I've got a diagnosis of mental illness. So when you say you've got depression, it's kind of light. But then when you say you've got a mental illness, that's something big. And I didn't realize until I experienced it that I too um, stigmatized mental illness. So it was only after it happened to me and I was ashamed and there was a lot of shame that I was experiencing that I thought, wow. So I stigmatize mental illness and I work in the field. For Tandy, getting medical support was the first step, but she also wanted to take her own action. And she found inspiration the best way in a podcast and a few other places too. I had my good days and my, and my bad days. And I remember I was reading, I read a lot anyway. And I, had, I just happened to come across Brene Brown's books. They spoke to me, especially, you know, when we're talking about vulnerability and shame. And then also I was listening to a lot of podcasts. And I remember hearing that when you're feeling your worst, the best thing you can do for yourself is to help others. Tandy starts volunteering with community groups and she's determined to get her career back on track too. She enrolls in her graduate diploma of mental health nursing with CQ University. So I knew that it was going to be a challenge for me to be certified fit to go back and work in clinical settings. So I started thinking about what career options that I had and everywhere I was looking it just sounded like it was going to be difficult without me having done further studies. But what I really wanted was for as many people in the migrant and refugee population to hear my story. Because when I was going through the worst of my depression, I looked around me, everyone's life seemed perfect. So no one from my race and my religion that I knew at the time had come out and said, I'm struggling. So I was by myself and it felt, I felt so lonely. And I knew that there's loads of us out there who have experienced depression or are going through it. And they've got no one that they can look up to and say, she's experienced a mental illness, but she's fighting and she's going to be all right. So she's on the path to recovery. So I then started volunteering and I was sharing my story. And to my surprise, a lot of women were coming to me and saying they've experienced it or they know someone who is experiencing it. But I think what got me the most are the religious leaders who came to me and said, we're overwhelmed with cases of mental illness within our congregants. And we don't know 
how to help them. So we just end up telling them to keep praying and have faith. And it resonated with me so much because that's what I had experienced um, with my friends. And they were keen to learn more about mental illness and mental health. So I thought, wow. While she's studying, Tandy applies for a scholarship to attend the Ashoka U Exchange in Boston. In 2018, CQ University has just been recognised as Australia's only changemaker university. That means membership of Ashoka U, a global network committed to social innovation, social enterprise and social impact. Tandy's scholarship application explains she wants to help her community, but she's not sure how. When I got the the Ashoka um, scholarship, it was just being around academics who thought differently to to how I think. And I remember we were sat at the table with the dean and and other the other people would come from CQU. And I remember they were asking me what I'm trying to do, and I was explaining what I want to do. And then um, one of the lecturers said. It appears to me you want to come up with a framework to help services deliver better mental health for migrants and refugees. And I said, yeah, that's it. That's what I want. (laughs) That's what I want to do. Tandy gets back and she starts her social enterprise, My Mental Wellness Keys. And the commitment is huge. I look back now and I think, how did I do that? And I remember at the time I was reading Seven Habits of Highly Successful People. <laughs> so it worked, you know, it just, it worked for me. And I tried um, to follow some of the habits. And I, I remember I, I specifically was trying to set, a t- set aside time to spend with my family and for me to be able to do the work that was required of me, because I had to write business proposals, write acquittals and reports, I then started sleeping earlier than I ever had in my life. So I'd go to bed at nine and I'd wake up at five. So when I woke up at five, that was my time to meditate or go to the gym. And I'd come back from six till eight when the kids were getting ready. I was already working. I think I was just in that mind frame of wanting to be better. And I I remember thinking to myself, I found my purpose. So I was working out of passion. I really wanted um, to make a difference in, in people's lives. And I started thinking about my legacy and how I wanted my children to remember me. Finding this motivation is vital for Tandy's recovery. And importantly, after the isolation of her depression, Tandy isn't going it alone. And I had mentors who were phone call away, some I would go and see, and they supported me during the difficult times. And one of my mentors, I'll mention that it's Janine Freeman. I remember going to her office when I had been um, appointed the co-chair for the expert panel by the Mental Health Commission. And it was such a... It was such a big job and I didn't feel, I think I had some imposter syndrome going on. I didn't feel like I was an expert. And she vividly, I remember she said to me, "Um, you just have to give this your best and always remember that you are an opportunity for people to learn. 
And now it's up to them. So go in there knowing that you're there to serve your community. And if the government or whoever you're working with want to learn from you, they have an opportunity, they have a unique opportunity to do that. And somehow that just helped me and it still helps me up to today. Reaching out for mentors grows Tandy's confidence and also her networks. And in March last year, her work is recognised as she's inducted into Western Australia's Women's Hall of Fame. So when I then got inducted on International Women's Day of 2020, our stories and our photos um, were being displayed at the Yagan Square, which is right in the city centre. And they were going to be there for a month. And I remember going there with my kids and looking up. And for me, that was a big moment because I looked around me. Again, like in most places, I was the, the youngest and um, the only one from culturally linguistic background. And I thought to myself, this is really big because when I was trying to figure out what I want to do, I didn't have anyone to look up to. I didn't know if any of the stuff that I was trying to do is possible at all. So when I looked up and I saw myself in my video, I just thought that's bound to give someone hope. And I just remember thinking my daughter, if ever she has doors shut uh, because she's female and she's the youngest and she's black, She'll always remember that mum tried. Today, Tandy's seeing how her work is helping the next generation of culturally diverse Australians to develop better ways to manage their mental health. When I started, I wanted my story to be heard and I wanted the, the African community and the migrant community at large to accept that we do have mental health problems within our community. That was such a hard job because the community leaders I was talking to at the time were denying that we have these problems. So when I started sharing my story and I was mentoring young girls, they're more courageous than I am. And they started sharing their stories on different platforms and they'll reach out to me to, to support them. That for me was a breakthrough because I knew that once we get the youth talking, there is no stopping it. In the past few years, Tandy's given advice on multicultural mental health at state and federal levels. She's shared her story and her research across Australia and internationally. And she insists the more we all talk, the more we can finally remove the taboos around mental health. I wanted to know how within our cultures and historically our ancestors, how they had dealt with a mental illness and why we don't we don't talk about it, um, even within our own countries. So if we can't talk about it within our own countries, it's even harder for us who live in the Western world um, to have those discussions. So that's what led me to the work that I'm so passionate about. I guess my story, I call it a success story um, because I got the help that I needed and I can now talk about it with no shame. It's absolutely a success story and thank you so much for sharing it. 
Tandy Kawana there, founder of My Mental Wellness Keys and CQ University Alumnus of the Year for Social Impact. You've been listening to How to Change a Life by CQ University Podcasts. Theme music is Wings by CQ University alumnus Tristan Barton. You can check out more of his work at tristanbarton.com. If How to Change a Life has got you thinking about where you're headed, we'd love to hear. Follow CQ University across social media where you can see highlights from all our episodes and subscribe to How to Change a Life wherever you get your podcasts to hear a new story fresh every Monday. If you've enjoyed the show, we'd love you to rate and review us too. Next episode, how to build a global tech career and why it might help to start in the unlikeliest of places. And then I caught a plane from Brisbane to Rockhampton. And as the plane was landing, I was looking out of the window and wanting to see the skyscrapers and there were none. So that was my first uh, shock as to I'm coming into this town with no skyscrapers. What am I getting into? Till then, stay safe and have a life-changing day.